Hype Squad. It's Patricia Hartley, and it's time for your Late Night Hype. On this Tuesday, October the 22nd, 2019, and we broadcasting live, baby, from the OSI Black and Gold Studio here in Orlando, Florida, and this is your Late Night Lineup. Up first, we get to know our guest co-host, Miss Tiami Burns, plus we weigh in on Summer Walker's Hot Girl album, Nikki's new status update, Tyler Perry's new venue, and the Black Classic Movies moving to the Turner Classic Movie Channel. Then we wrap it up with our late night hype updates and empowerment quote of the day. Now remember that while late night hype focuses on higher education, we are in no way affiliated with any college or university, but here at Late Night Hype, we encourage all of our listeners to reach higher. And we want you to weigh in, Hype Squad, all right? Just use our name, hashtag Late Night Hype, and that's night with a K, and follow us on SoundCloud for immediate notifications. Ladies and gentlemen, honey, you know what time it is. It's time to get to know our guest co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the building, Miss Tiami Burns. Welcome, darling. How are you? I'm good. My voice sounds like trash. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You sound fine. Thank you. I'm sorry for you guys. I have to listen. You're great. I gotta get to get into the camera a little bit now. Mm, 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 mm. So, Tiami, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what inspired you in general to just go to college? So, I am a third-year student here at the University of Central Florida. Shout out I- to the juniors. Would you say you're a junior? I would say I'm technically senior. Okay. I came in at college with a lot of credits. Gotcha. So I can technically graduate next fall. Okay. I'm not going to, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, I wanted to go to college because that was always a dream of mine when I was younger. Always like a way to get away from home. Mm. Not that home was bad. Right. But it was just always the next step for me and what I wanted to do later in life for my career. So it was always something I wanted to come and do. But why engineering? Engineering was actually my uncle Tony had told me about engineering and he was telling me that there's not a lot of women engineers, especially a lot of black women engineers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, I, let me change that real quick. Okay. And so I looked for the engineering major I liked the most and that ended up being environmental. Okay. So that's why I chose engineering. Now that I've asked you a little bit about engineering, why don't you tell us why you chose UCF? Okay, so it's kind of a funny story. Um, I originally wanted to go out of state for college. Okay. But when I was a junior in high school, my boyfriend at the time told me he was going to UCF. Really? Yeah, he was a senior at the time. Uh So he was getting ready to graduate, and he was talking about UCF. And I never heard of UCF before. Okay. And so I looked it up. It was in Orlando. I was like, that's far enough away from home. And they had the top 10 nice program. Okay. So I was guaranteed acceptance here. Okay. So it was a good backup. But if he never told me about it, I wouldn't be here. Okay. I didn't come because he wanted to come here. Good. But I attribute it to him, really, because I had no idea this place existed. Wow. And so he told me about it. Okay. Now, boyfriend, we're guess, I'm guessing the boyfriend is no longer in the picture that you was talking to before. Oh, no, 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 no. That mess is gone. Okay. Gone. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we broke up um, shortly after. <laughs> he told me about UCF. Um, <laughs> but just enough time for you to make sure that you was in doing yeah. what you needed to do. Oh, right? yeah. Of right? Because yeah. that's what it's about. Um, me and him are so cool, though. That's Don't good. We still ended up being cool, but. That's a whole nother show here. about how you can stay cool with your past. Exit. That's a whole nother That's a whole nother show. But that took a long point for us to get to that. To, to that, now. yeah. It's long, but that's it's a whole growth. point. It's growth. 
It's growth. Um, Now, where did you grow up? And then what was it like growing up there? So I am from Southern California and I grew up, I was there for about 10 years. So I would say I kind of grew up there and started my, my values and my morals were based there. Um, It was nice. I always attribute California to being colorful. I don't know why. In what way? It's just like when you go out there, it's like a breath of fresh air. You mm. see so many just colors. There's mountains. There's so many Hills, other things to look at. The beach. It's like options. Yeah. In Cali. Okay, Florida just is one tone. The sun is the sunshine state. But I mean, you know, it matches my personality. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Ain't nothing like home. And Cali is essentially where you were born. Yeah. And where you started to be raised. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. But I appreciated being in California. It was a nice area to grow up in. It wasn't okay. bad. It was it was very welcoming where I grew up in. I'll okay, because Cali's a little different from Florida, right? It's a lot different. It's a lot Florida. different from Florida. Yeah. Okay. I had to ask you that. But right now, where are you in terms of your location? Because you're not in California now. You're now living officially in Florida. Um. Yes. So before I came up to UCF, I was living in Broward. Shout out to Broward, 305. Shout out to the 904 and the 305, baby. So, I would say I, my teenage years were in Broward. So, that's another area that I also contribute to me growing up. Yeah. But, so I say Broward. So, if you know, you know. Nothing more to explain about Broward. That's enough said. As a woman in the STEM field, what inspired... You said that your uncle kind of told you a little bit about engineering. Um, What inspired you to stick with it? Because let's be honest, you can start in a field and then you kind of like, eh, this ain't where I'm supposed to be. What about it made you feel like, boom, this is where I'm supposed to be? Um, To be honest, I don't like any other major. Ooh. So they're not as interesting to me as engineering. But I would say like what really, really made me stay in engineering had to be Nesby. Because it's just a great organization and it showed you like the depths and complexities of engineering and like how it could really benefit the world, younger generations. Yeah. So that's really what's keeping me going with engineering because I could be an environmental studies major, but that just don't sound as good as environmental engineering. Yeah. And just with Nesby and being in it for the minute I've been in it, it just really showed me like engineering's another it's just another world of its own yeah so i don't think i could ever leave it that's good i'm so glad to hear that you talk about it in such a passionate way because to me that's what really inspires people to really get into majors and into fields is you talk to people who are in the field and when they're excited about the field hell you get excited about the field as well right um you're also an officer in nesby so Mm -hmm. nesby for those who don't know is the national society of black engineers um if you are consistent listener of the show then you know that we always typically feature nesby and we've had them on probably at least five to six times if not almost every season of the podcast but the National Society of Black Engineers is really a, a fantastic organization that is a national organization yes. and it's also a nonprofit organization yes, that ma'am. continues to mentor um, young engineers not just in undergraduate but even thereafter yes is that right yes ma'am so what impact do you believe that you will have on others in the field of STEM I'm hoping that my impact is actually felt more by the younger generations. Okay. Because <clears throat> that's really where it matters. When I was a kid, engineering wasn't really, or STEM at all, was really exposed to me. Okay. I always had an affinity for math, don't get me wrong. Like, 
in in elementary and middle school they kept trying to push me up a grade really yeah so i was all and i just always loved math when i was like in kindergarten i used to do my older cousin's like multiplication homework oh for fun yeah he was like can you do it for me real quick and i was like okay and then i just go through the so i just always liked math yeah but like engineering was never really showcased to me so i'm hoping that by me being here and me doing what i'm doing it can help inspire just another little black girl who's out there and so that's really what i want to get out of being on the board and being a part of engineering and that's also another reason why i'm still really passionate about nesby yeah because And this is a quote from Andrea Robinson, who was the president last year. We were talking over the summer and she really put into perspective for me, like my degree is bigger than me. Mm. It's definitely like I can do good with it, but the representation I have here is bigger than me. It's definitely for the younger generations. I'm definitely paving, paving that way. Yeah. So I'm paving the way for other little black girls from Broward who yeah. wants to come through and be engineers. Nine, five, four, three, oh, five, whatever, your, whatever your area code is. So I really hope my impact is felt by the younger generations yeah. in STEM. The ones who are in it now, y'all got that. Keep doing what y'all doing because y'all got some harder majors than I do. But I really hope it's felt by the younger generation. So what's next for you? So what happens? I'm, it sounds like you say that you're a senior, but we'll yeah. give you maybe a year or two left what is next for you after that i'm really trying to move to atlanta y'all atl boys. i'm not trying atl to is where no it's at huh more. yeah why atl is there opportunity um, there or is it a city that you've always wanted to go to it's kind of both definitely when i was looking into my major before college atl texas and some parts of california were always like the major hot spots for like jobs in my field and also atlanta is black as almighty so i just would, a lot of things I, happening in atlanta yeah, yeah. i just want to be well my black self to be around more black people yeah where we're all uplifting each other now if y'all live in atlanta and i'm completely wrong please let me know Hit my, hit my line and be like, nah, Atlanta ain't where it's at. But I do really want to move to Atlanta. I also love the state of Georgia. And Savannah, general, huh? yeah, Savannah's yeah. too rural for me. Savannah, nah. Savannah, like, but I like to say Savannah anyway. So I think ATL is, is the next movie for me. Okay, yeah. that's what's up. ATL is continuously <clears throat> growing. You know, Tyler Perry yeah. just opened up his studio there. It's so much growth and stuff that was happening even prior to him opening up his studio. But now that the studio is there, yeah. it's only going to open up even more, more worlds of opportunities for people. Definitely. And talk about Black Hollywood. Like, it's on another level. I feel now, especially that Tyler Perry has officially situated his, um, his, I wouldn't call it just a studio. It's more of like a it's a a city a town. city you know forget, you're right girl it's a city within itself so shout yeah. out to Tyler Perry and we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in the show but why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they want to keep up with Tiami Burns alright y'all boys so if y'all want to hear more of me and less of my voice <clears throat> see I'm already <laughs> <Green patch. laughs> um I'm not really doing much on Facebook, so I'm not even going to tell y'all my Facebook. On Instagram, you can follow me at T-O-M-M-I dot B-U-R-N-S. I'll also be tagged on the Late Night Hype story, so you guys can connect there. On Twitter, my handle is no capital O, 
that's another thing in of itself. <laughs> no capital O. Yeah. So a lot of times, so my name is autocorrected to have a capital O okay. because of my apostrophe. Okay. But that's not how it's supposed to be spelled. Okay. And it really bothers me. And I put a capital O. Yeah. You see, I put it on here. I see so, it. I know because it was like that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. But that's where my Twitter, my Twitter handle comes from. Um, and then my Snapchat is at mind of T. And T is spelled with two E's. Okay. So y'all can hit me up there. Instagram's probably the best place to hit me up. And I promise my voice will not sound like this if y'all ever see me in real life. Well, thank you for being with us, even of though, course. you know, your voice. But you look great. Thank you. Look you. Great. So I'm putting thank all that on. You. I love that thank orange you. sweatshirt. Love the shout out to my brand. Thank you. Um, so we'll have an also have a chance to recap on Tiami's information a little bit later on in the show. But for right now, you ready for this um entertainment news? Yes, ma'am. Let's, Let's do this, boo. So we was already on the topic of Tyler Perry. We might as well continue. Congrats are in order for Tyler Perry and his brand new 330-acre studio in Atlanta. His star-studded gala in the ATL brought Black Hollywood to the forefront. Um, It's a huge filming complex, and it's home to some of the top-rated shows, including Sunday's Best, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out, and Divorce Court, just to name a few. In an interview with Variety Magazine, um, Perry was asked, what would you tell the younger Tyler Perry in 2003? He stated, relax and enjoy it. Perry goes on to say that I was nonstop 360 to 370 performances a year, um, traveling, writing plays, etc. But that's all right. I'm enjoying it now. Variety reminds us that long before Tyler Perry entered Hollywood, he built an audience through plays that he wrote, produced, and often starred in. His strategy was spurred by his pursuit of ownership, and he says his prayers led him to create and showcase stories about religion, family, and their triumphs over worldly evils. Holly Berry spoke about what an all-black owned studio meant to her saying it means that we're here and we ain't going nowhere we matter we have a right to be and i love tyler for that congrats again to tyler perry and this amazing accomplishment wow wow go tyler go tyler maybe tammy will work for you if he got never know i'm sure he has opening so engineering jobs you know you gotta you gotta go onto the website and see if i see something i have to let you know i do have a question though yes what is your favorite Tyler Perry movie or play? Um, play. It is the play because I came. I was there during the time where it was at the beginning when he had the play. Yeah. It would have to be Medea's family reunion, but the play. Okay. Medea's family reunion, the play. Okay. Yes. Do you like any of his movies? I do. I like the movies, and some of the movies are like converted over into play. You know. Yeah. From the play into a movie, but that's my favorite. Is probably. I think my favorite play is Medea goes to jail. Really? There's just a part in the play where I think they just like playing with each other and going off script. And, and they're like, not, you're like, this is real. This is I'm what's like, up. I'm like, they just doing <laughs> it. I think the movie for that is also great. I can't remember the movie. I think it's Medea's Family Reunion where like the woman had two daughters and then one of them ends up with the bus driver and the other one was married to that guy okay. that was always abusing her. Hmm. And then Medea was like, throw the hot grits in his face. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I so love you like drama. that one? I like you the like the drama. drama? I like the drama in that one. Yeah. Medea goes to jail. The best play, hands down. Y'all can talk to me later about that. We, we'll have to talk a little bit about that. Shout out to all the Tyler Perry fans, Medea fans specifically, because yeah. t- some people are Tyler Perry fans, and some people are like, no, we love Medea. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's the same, but 
Sometimes you gotta yeah. separate. Yeah. So we get it. Um, but Medea has made an impact on specifically the black yeah. community, but even more so in the play community because oh, yeah. when Tyler Perry was starting off on, with them plays, like everybody was going to see him. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler Perry for that. Um, shout out to Queen Nicki Minaj. She. <laughs> You don't like the queen in the front? No, no, no. No, it's okay. Nikki to Barbie, Nikki. Yes, Nikki Barbie. Barbie. Nikki, congratulations to her. She just posted a clip, I think it was on yesterday, on her Instagram account, showing hats which read bride and groom, and hats that said Mr. and Mrs. So, I guess, in terms of her full name, it's Onika Tanya Mirage Petty. As of 10-21-19, the caption read, seemingly sharing her new legal name and the date that she made it official with boyfriend Kenneth Petty. Okay, so shout out to Queen Nikki and being married to Kenneth. Several celebrity friends, including singer Christina Aguilera and actress Lala Anthony, offered their congrats in the comments. I know what her fans really do think of her man, but that is not my opinion. Nikki, if you are happy, I'm happy for you. So you enjoy your marriage while you can, Mrs. Petty. I'm just surprised his last name is Petty. I'm going to be real. I think that's what, I mean, low-key, I think that's what pushed the marriage. Because I think she was like, I want to be Miss Petty. Uh Like, let me be Uh Mrs. Petty. Excuse me. If you happy, I'm happy, Nikki. And let's talk about Summer Walker, because I know that you <laughs> had an opportunity to watch a performance and you have a yeah. little bit of feedback you might want to share with me. But before that, I want to tell people who Summer Walker is. Um, but before... I keep saying but before she has social anxiety but NPR.org reports that Summer Walker's debut album Over It came out earlier this month and it's already broken records the 23 year old's record became the most streamed album by a woman R&B artist ever breaking the record that Beyonce set with 2016's Lemonade I think what makes Summer so special according to a reporter is that there are through lines to hip hop there are through lines to pop there's kind of something for everyone's sensibilities if you just like slow burning sexy R&B she has something for you but if you like the more upbeat super polished poppy sounds she has something for you as well she also recently had a tiny desk performance at NPR in which a lot of people had feedback about and that is where I'm going to turn to Tiami to tell me a little bit more about that performance I watched a little bit yeah but I also watched Lizzo's as well so NPR has something called what is it a tiny desk performance yeah the tiny desk concert concerts and so I guess the artist can come and they can basically give their um, give a little mini concert in the space I saw Lizzo do it first so I feel like that kind of put the her did it as well H-E-R her that's why I seen do it first okay I've seen a a lot of people do it but in terms of people that's memorable to me right now is her and then also um, Lizzo Mm -hmm. and then when I saw hers which is summer walker it wasn't as fluffy but you told me it was because she has anxiety yeah so i saw it on twitter because i'd be on a twitter um and basically for hers she was just sitting down the whole time just singing at the camera or i'm sorry in her microphone and she played the guitar a little bit a little a little bit bit. she did Um, what I saw was a lot of people were kind of complaining about it, saying like, um, artists nowadays can't give a real performance and X, Y, Z, even though Summer But she sounded amazing. She, she sounded amazing. She sounded so good. That's why I didn't understand a lot of the backlash because she did what she had to do. She came out here to sing and she was singing. Yeah. And it's a tiny desk. If you guys haven't seen it, it, 
it about like three inches big. So it's not like you can be behind. I it. hear you, but if you see Lizzo perform, okay, Lizzo, if you see Lizzo do it, you be like, Liz, yeah. yes, turn the desk over. Like, you know, see, rip it up and heal the NPR. Let them know. I'll give you that. But I also think Lizzo and Summer Walker have two drastically different sounds. Okay. So Summer Walker's sounds are more laid back. Slow, yes, something you play on a drive home, like in the sunset. Lizzo's are something see. you can like turn up and dance to so for hers of course Lizzo Lizzo's gonna like be more upbeat and she also gave like a church sermon yeah (laughs) she gave wait a minute what definitely did hers I feel like I was in church real quick it was like empowering and if you just don't happen to have a spiritual side you know that came out too it was great okay but I don't think like comparing it is not is necessarily fair to Summer Walker because they're just two, two different, different personalities. Makes sense. Okay. And she definitely came out here was like, y'all boys, like, I got anxiety. She did. And you know for artists, like, performing at concerts are the are their main revenue. So it's not like she just can't perform anymore. She got to make money somehow, yeah. some way. These little streams, they're great, but they're not going to make her the money Ooh, that performing is going to Tell me, you know the business side. Like, y'all out here playing about a tiny desk concert that ain't what's making her money anyway. It's the streams. And if, if we're being honest, the streams are speaking for itself. Yeah. For somebody who's at the age of 23 to become the most streamed album by a woman R&B artist ever and breaking the record for Beyonce's 2016 yeah. Lemonade, there's something to be said about that. So, Summer Walker, you continue to have your hot girl summer. Have a fantastic fall, girl. And let's gonna spring up into 2020. Let's make it happen. So, shout out to Summer Walker for that great album. And shout out to Monica. She's because she's officially divorced. And goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to her for that. And Black China, moving right along, she used her time with the Kardashian family and attorneys to change outfits, strike poses, and take photos. Yes, you are right. Black China gave a photo shoot according to TMZ and some legal docs that they obtained. Now, Black China was scheduled to appear on September the 24th for a deposition in her lawsuit against the Kardashians. The Kardashians claim it got off to a bad start when China showed up more than 90 minutes late for what was already scheduled to be a seven-hour session. But what really pissed off the Kardashians legal team was that Black China allegedly was holding up the deposition by engaging in a photo shoot during the lunch break. That's right. And Doc's team Kardashian says China brought a suitcase filled with several wardrobe changes and snapped off a not so quick photo sesh for Fashion Nova <laughs> while at her lawyer's office. One of the outfits included a black trench coat dress. She captioned that picture, stepped into the office to handle some business. The Kardashians lawyer begged to differ. According to Docs, China did everything but handle biz. They claimed that she was uncooperative and her lawyers had to coach her throughout the deposition. This is funny. This is <laughs> hilarious to me. This is so funny to me. That's it. This is hilarious to me. Well, um, yeah, that's what she did. And she had to make money. It's all about making money. So she made money in the courthouse and hopefully she will still get to have some money outside the courthouse. And moving right along to African-American Film Critics Association. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but I'm hella excited about this news because the African-American Film Critics Association is bringing the magic of Motown film to the small screen. The organization continues its partnership with Turner Classic Movies with AAFCA Presents Motown Productions. And that's going to be starting tonight. Um, Member Christopher Witherspoon joins TMC hosts. 
TCM, excuse me, host Alicia Malone to screen and discuss the classic Motown films, The Last Dragon, Lady Sings the Blues, and Mahogany. We are thrilled to extend our relationship with Turner Classic Movies, showcasing the cinematic universe of Motown. I'm so excited as well. Um, Motown chairman Barry Gordon is a visionary known for creating the soundtrack to American life, but his cinematic contributions are largely unsung and they and they shouldn't be. That was according to President and CEO Jill Robertson. I'm excited that y'all are going to be bringing all of these incredible movies to a platform like um, Turner Classic Movies because I have been watching that channel as well since I was a kid. Y'all was on when it was cable. When they just had cable and it wasn't no satellite. You know, shout out to TCM. Y'all been around for a long time. Did you go to the movies anytime this weekend? No. Don't worry. Tell me, me in on these box. Let me tell you about these box, box office hits. You know what I'm saying? This is according to Box Office Mojo. October the this past weekend, October the 18th through the 20th, the following movies were in the top five. Gemini Man came in at eight million dollars. They've been up there for two weeks. Um, The Adams Family, sixteen million dollars. Zombieland Two, you know it is Halloween time. It was their premiere weekend, and they came in at twenty six million. Joker, three weeks, twenty nine million dollars, and Maleficent. Mistress of Evil, $36 million, and this was their premiered weekend. But who's ever surprised when you have somebody like Angelina Jolie playing Definitely. the villain? Is that what... Oh. Is Maleficent the villain? The villain? Yeah. I'm the villain. Did the villain is. Did you see the first Maleficent? I haven't seen the first one. That's good. Good? I'm not gonna lie, it's good. So good enough to be like, I'm going to see the second. I don't know about that. Ooh! <laughs> Maleficent, but you better work on it. You better first, work on it. The first one was really good. Oh, good. Um, if you want to know something that's even better is we're going to be taking a road trip to Ooh. Pensacola, Florida. So how let me if you want to go road trip with us as we experience and participate in Stomp Fest 2019, a weekend filled with fun, entertainment and networking. The mission of Stomp Fest is to immerse the Gulf Coast in contemporary African-American art, dancing and stepping blended with a mix of spoken word, live music and visual artistry while showcasing the influence that rich culture has on Black Greek Letter Organizations. For more information about this impactful event, visit stompfest850.com. Um, and we're also going to be there on that Saturday. We're going to be um, emceeing a couple of things, um, doing some interviews with some amazing um I would say influencers in Florida. Yeah. Ooh. Check out our Instagram to find out who those official influencers are and then who the special guests will be at the Stompfest event. There's also a major competition for Greeks. So if you're Greek and you want to participate and you want to get some cash money so that you can win, you can also participate in the Step Show. That sounds fun. And on November the 9th, we, we, go, we will be participating in the Heart Walk. Yes. So if you want to participate in that, holla at us. It's going to take place here in Orlando, Florida on the UCF campus on Memory Mall. The walk will begin at 7.30 a.m. And for more information, visit www.heart.org. And leave us a review. You know we're on Spotify now. We're also on Apple. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, and almost anywhere podcasts are played. Whichever platform you use to listen to, be sure to leave a review and let us know what we are doing or what we can do to improve. And feel free to send us an email at Late Night Hype if you'd like for us to shout out your office or organization's upcoming event. Tiami, I think we're at the end. That's 
unfortunate. I was having fun. Oh. It is funny, though. The hard walk is the day after my birthday. Ah, so what's your sign? What is your sign? A Scorpio. You're a Scorpio. Oh, they say y'all evil. What they say? What they say? I heard. That's what they said. What That's what they, they said. That y'all, like, don't do y'all wrong because you might never forget it. One of those. Just kind of like... That's not One wrong. of those. Not wrong? That's not wrong. Well, my sign is a cancer. Oh, I like cancer. Okay, good. I like Scorpios, too. But I think we kind of get along. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think we have a good universe together. Signs. Yeah. We did. We yeah. still do it. You know, okay. we were born at the beginning of the month, so... You don't like the, the beginning. You was kind of the beginning. You was like the eighth, yeah. the tenth, what the eighth? The eighth. I'm the eighth. See, see, I like y'all. Um, tell us once again how we can get in touch with you if we're looking to follow you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram is your best course of action. Okay. My Instagram is at t o m m i dot b u r n s on Instagram. My Snapchat is mind of t. So m i n d. O-F-T-E-E and Twitter no capital O I don't want to spell it out for you guys but that entire sentence with an at symbol in front of it just no capital O um yeah I'm thank you for letting me be here thank you for coming this is your first time ever being on the show it is and I want to come back we want you to come back I would love to I'm excited you have you give good energy thank you and she was very patient we had a lot of technical um challenges today and we was able to just overcome those and she even helped me a little bit that's some engineering skills, boo. That's some engineering skills. So let's go ahead and close this thing off. The only person that deserves a special place in your life is someone that never made you feel like you were an option in theirs. Shannon Alder. And remember, you can catch us every other Tuesday on SoundCloud at 10 p.m. And thank you so much for your continuous support since our March 2016 debut. We do not take it for granted. And don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using the social media handle Late Night Hype. And you can also interact with us using the hashtag Late Night Hype, and that's Night with a K. Tune in next time when we will have another episode of Late Night Hype. Good night. I hate it